With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you would like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa heads to the big house in Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. The Wolverines are 3-1 and one on the season, a loss to Wisconsin with wins over Army, Middle Tennessee State, and Rutgers. The 4-0 Hawkeyes opened as a underdog. My my guest today covers Michigan for the M Live Media Group. It's Aaron McCann. Aaron, thank you for the time today. It's good to be with you. All right, I want to start by getting a feel for what Iowa fans can expect from Michigan. Uh, is there a player or two on the offensive side of the ball that Iowa fans should really kind of focus on? Well, I mean, I guess we'll start with the quarterback. Obviously, Shea Patterson is expected to be there again. You know, he was banged up in the first uh, three games. Uh, you know, bleak injury, then he had a shoulder issue. Uh, but it does sound like he's 100 percent or close to it at least. Uh, he, by and by and large, had his, had his best game of the year uh, on Saturday against Rutgers. Uh, completed 17 of his 23 passes for 276 yards on uh, a touchdown. He rushed for three more touchdowns. Uh, he did throw an interception, but it was kind of a tipped ball or it was underthrown ball. Excuse me. Um, by and large, I mean he, he'll be the starting quarterback. He'll be touching the football the most most. Um, and then you know, obviously Michigan's receivers. They got a quartet of guys that you know could get the football. Um, and that's one of the, you know, the Michigan made a, made a conscious effort in the offseason to kind of change their offense and offense philosophy. Um, and they, they call it speed and space. And we haven't seen it a ton, but what we have seen is that the, the receivers get more involved. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, Nico Collins, and Tariq Black. Uh, and then they've had the emergence of one receiver in particular, Ronnie Bell. Um, He's a, he's, a, he's a sophomore. He played as, as, a, as a true freshman last year. At this point, he leads Michigan in, in both uh, in receiving yards and catches. Uh, so those are probably the four or five guys I would pay attention to on the offensive side of the ball. How about defensively? What, what big playmakers are there that we should be looking out for? Yeah, so Michigan, they, they lost a lot of their, their, I guess, highlight names last year. Guys like you may have heard, like Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich, that went to the NFL. So Michigan was kind of challenged this, this offseason to, to try and replace them in those spots. Um, they, they've done, I think, a defensive end. they got a couple guys by the name of Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, both played a little bit last year, but they both started so far this year. They both made big plays last week against Rutgers. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson made, made a key fourth down stop on, on, on the quarterback. Um, uh, you know, linebacking, linebacking, linebacker is interesting because Michigan returns. One of the returners they, rest- they, they, they brought back was a guy by the name of Khalid Hudson. Uh, two years ago in 2017, uh, he led Michigan in tackles. I believe he had close to 100. He had a, a bit of a down season last year, but he's back. Uh, he plays kind of a, uh, they, they call it a, um, you know, it's, it's like a hybrid safety linebacker spot. Uh, he's a, he's a disruptor. He's, he's a fast guy. 
Um, and then they've seen the, the emergence um, at linebacker as well by the name of, a guy by the name of Cam McGrone. He started his first game last week at middle linebacker for Josh Ross, who's been sidelined. McGrone's a big, fast guy. Uh, he, he, had, he, he had a ton of pressure on the quarterback last week against Rutgers, so expect him to be involved. Secondary-wise, uh, LaVert Hill, I think, is the name that everyone should pay attention to. Uh, he could have went to the NFL last year, probably would have been an early-round pick. Decided to come back. He's a senior now. By and by and large, their best defensive back. Uh, he, he's a corner. Uh, he'll he'll make some plays as well. He already has an interception, and he could have had two, but he dropped the pick six early on this year in the, in the opener against Middle Tennessee State. From the Michigan perspective, what what's the most dangerous part of this Hawkeye team? Uh, pro- probably the defense. You know, they've been talking all week about the, the speed. Um, you know, in the, the speed linebacker, the speed on the defensive line. In fact, I think this week that Jim Harbaugh mentioned uh, the number of, you know, he, he said the number of explosive plays Iowa's allowed each year for I think the last five years. Who's impressed? I guess the, the number is he. he I guess they're looking at the numbers that are around thirty every year. You know, he's impressed with. You know, don't give up a ton of big plays, and that's kind of what this Michigan offense relies on. You know, if they're going to succeed offensively, the Wolverines, they're going to get some deep throws on the field. They're going to get some big big run plays. Um, and if, if I was able to hold that in check, uh, you know, like Army was able to do week two, like Middle Tennessee State did a decent job of week one, um, you know, Michigan will have, tr- will have trouble. And I think that's where Army, I think, can best exploit Michigan. You know, this offense is, um, they, they seem to have found themselves last week against Rutgers, but they haven't been able to put it together for a complete game against a good opponent. You know, they did it uh, for a half week one against Middle Tennessee State. They were never able to get in a rhythm uh, week two against Army and then Wisconsin. They, they struggled all game, you know, whether it was turnovers or, inter- or you know, overthrown balls or mistakes penalty-wise. Um, you know, if, if Iowa can get Michigan out of a rhythm early, uh, it'll, it'll totally disrupt their flow of what they want, what, what they want to do. What's the biggest area of Iowa's team that you think the Wolverines will be able to exploit with the most success? Yeah, I, I think you know the, the running game. It, okay, so historically, Michigan's always had a decent running game. They, they've tried to power the football and everything else. Um, but you know, I, I think um, you know for, for Michigan to be successful on Saturday, they're going to have to throw, throw the football. And I, I mentioned you know Iowa's defense. Um, you know, they'd be them be concerned about it, but I think Michigan really wins this game on their offense. They're going to have to throw the football. They're going to have to get things down the field. Uh, they're going to have to be successful in that regard because Michigan's defense, quite frankly, in my opinion, you know, isn't as good as it has been the last few years. You know, they've Don Brown, their defensive coordinator, now is in year four here in Ann Arbor. He's had a top three, I believe, defense nationally uh, every season he's been here. That's that, that's not the case at this point right now. The defense is still trying to, to figure things out, and they're still trying to, like, like I mentioned earlier, fill the gaps that erased from last season. Uh, so while while, the, while I think those most concerned about Iowa's defense, I think that that too is going to determine this game. I mean, it's going to determine whether or not Michigan wins this game or is successful. Um, so I think both both sides, to your question, I think is the Iowa defense. For those of us who don't follow Michigan as closely as you do, you know we saw the the, the close win against Army, and then what what was really kind of a lopsided loss at Wisconsin, but came back last week, exercised some demons with a big win over Rutgers. Would you say that game against Rutgers speaks more to the quality of opponent, or did Michigan find themselves in some ways and and kind of take a step forward? I think it was a combination of both. You know, we hear a lot about Rutgers. Obviously, they're not a very good football team at this point. Michigan was playing at home. Um, but I think they just needed moment. They needed something to grab onto from a momentum standpoint. Um, their first three games, 
their first drive of each game, they fumble the football and, and turn it over. So right away, you know, all three of their first games are playing from from a seven nothing hole. Um, that metastasized against Wisconsin when it became fourteen and twenty one, and they just felt they fell behind and couldn't come back. So I think from Michigan standpoint, they needed a confidence booster. Um, and and they got that against Rutgers. They 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 didn't they didn't turn the football over early. They were able to move down the field with relative ease. Uh, they got their passing game going. Uh, it, it was everything Michigan has tried to do offensively since they they changed this offense. Uh, so I think it, to answer your question, it was probably a combination of both. Rutgers isn't a very good team. We all know that Michigan was playing at home, um, but they got going. They got they, they were doing. They were able to control the game and control the temple like they wanted to. Historically, Michigan is obviously the superior program and nationally recognized as a far superior program. But you look at the last handful of games and Iowa kind of has the upper hand in this series. Uh, how does the Michigan fan base view Iowa as a program under Kirk Ferentz? You know, we don't hear much about them just because we haven't, you know, they haven't played a ton lately. Um, but I, I will say, in, you know, talking to the players and, and hearing Jim Harbaugh's comments this week, they they definitely respect the Iowa program. I know it, it's it's you know in a way Jim Harbaugh kind of compared them to Wisconsin, but you know they're big up front, they're smash ball football. You know they play consistently. They don't you know they don't make a ton of mistakes. Um, and I think that goes to you know the uh, the coaching staff. You know, head coach Kirk Ferentz, or he's he's kind of stabilized things. He, you know, you know what you're getting every season, season in, season out. Um, it, just the fact that Michigan hasn't had to play them a ton lately. They don't have a ton of tape, head head tape, I guess, against them. Um, but they certainly respect them. They certainly know what they're getting themselves into. And, and Michigan, I think, very much views them as similar to Wisconsin, a team they have played every year in the last few years and, and have had trouble playing against. So, uh, you know, Michigan certainly isn't taking the game lately. Uh, this is, I think, for them, it's, a, it's a, in a way that in a way they've been asked about this this week, it being a measuring stick game. You know, after the lopsided loss at Wisconsin a few weeks ago, they're curious to see, you know, how far they've come uh, after a bye week and having played Rutgers, uh, see, you know, if they can kind of close the gap and show that they are the better a, a better team uh, than they showed a couple of weeks ago in Madison. From afar, it seems like every game at this point is a must-win for Jim Harbaugh after that loss. It, it, what's the feeling of the fan base around that right now? Yeah, frustration. You know, they—it's been you know Jim Harbaugh now is he's on his fourth year. Uh, you know, they haven't—they uh, haven't won a national championship. They haven't gotten a Big Ten title. Um, you know, this is this is you know put up or shut up time in a way. You know, he was brought in here with high expectations, high salary, and everything else, and they granted won a lot of football games. You know, he's he's done well. I think it's forty or forty-one and fifteen now. Uh, you know, he, he's won a lot of football games, but they haven't gotten over the hump yet, so to speak. They haven't been able to beat Ohio State. They haven't been able to get to that to, to that next threshold, uh, and and to do that this season after the loss of Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, they've essentially got to run the table now, including this win this game Saturday against Iowa. I mean, Michigan has a tough schedule uh, after Iowa. Even you know they, they host, uh, excuse me, they go to Penn State, uh, they host Notre Dame, they host Michigan State, they host Ohio State. So the schedule doesn't get any easier, but at the same token, they, they realize that you know it's one week at a time, uh, and to do that, they've got to win Saturday against Iowa, which makes this game in, in a way for the program and, and Jim Harbaugh a must win. Last thing for you here, Aaron. Any tips for Hawkeye fans headed to Ann Arbor on Saturday? Uh, if you can stay close to downtown or in downtown, if, if, if you haven't been to Ann Arbor, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun college town. A lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, a lot of things to do. Um, it's, it's a very safe community as well. It's, it's, it is a fun time. I think, in my opinion, I haven't been to every Big Ten city yet, but I've been to most of them. And I'd say Ann Arbor, um, unobjectively, is probably one of the better ones. Aaron McCann covers Michigan football for MLive Media Group. You can follow him on Twitter, at Aaron McCann. Aaron, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.